You are listening to Tomes of the Chaos Bard. Well, here we are again, Tomies, at Tomes of the Chaos Bard. I, your host, MDM Dave, and to the left I have... Henley. Boudreau. Lila Grasa. Roscoe. And Fenrir. And the recap this time is Lila or Garatha. Let's see. We almost died. We almost died, and that idiot who could have practically died by my hand, who have never wanted to kill so much in my entire life, didn't do anything much more than smirk. Luckily for him, Roscoe was right there to uh, knock him out rather than what I would have liked to, to have done at that point in time. And you know what? I think the worst part of this entire situation is that I found Thanik and Farja's weapons. And I don't think that anybody but Garatha understands the importance of the fact that these are not with their people. And Garatha's itching to get out and rage, and it's taken everything that I have to the point that it physically hurts to keep things together, to try and be the level-headed one in this situation. Especially now that I know what we're up against. Or not up against. I don't know anymore. And the fact that I can't keep us safe. That I can't make sure that my group, my family, I can't keep safe. Especially Boudreaux. I need him to be safe more than anything else. Especially if Roscoe's plan that he sent Fenrir off to start backfires. He needs to be safe. I need to keep them all safe. Okay, thank you. Really set the tone for this, didn't it? Dun, dun, dun! (laughs) I asked you how serious I could be, David. And I gave you free reign. And I think with that, I think we'll start with the group. If there's any kind of conversations you want to have while Fenrir is gone. You guys got a little bit of an hour-ish that you can talk. There's kidney beans, right? <laughs> you were able to find some kidney beans, yes. Yeah, we did. We found the kidney beans. So now that my Ronin berries, Roman, whatever berries. Ronin. Ronin. Rowan. Rowan berries are gone. Can I have like a bag Ronin. of kidney beans? Sure. Are they dried or? They're dried. They're canned and ready. <laughs> sure. <whatever. laughs> I don't know. I they're just... soaked. They're soaked and ready to be consumed. Okay, so they're dried. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, cool. Thanks. I'll add that in my inventory. Yeah, say, <laughs> say you got two pounds of kidney beans. Yes. She, blue potatoes beans, and kidney beans. Beans, the wonderful fruit. The more you eat, the more you do. The more you do, the better you feel. So what's beans with every meal? Well, how do you think we get poison spray? <laughs> <laughs> Gross. <Ew>. <laughs> okay, is there any conversations that you guys want to have between each other? I would say that Henley like just kind of sits down and just closes her eyes and rests for a little bit. Not that it can it really affects anything. She's just like, we have not slept. Mm-hmm. We traveled all day, and they may have had a short rest, but Henley was off gathering intel and climbing cliffs, and she's tired. I'm gonna go sit down over by Boudreaux and kind of be a little bit quieter for a minute. And then I'm gonna say, Boudreaux, I need you to leave. Uh, Okay, I'll just go over there for a minute. I'm sorry, I didn't realize that didn't. No, 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 Boudreaux. Mm -hmm. You know how we talked before we came in here that I needed you to go and you said no because you weren't leaving family. Yeah. But I need you to go so you can be safe. But you can't be safe without us here. No offense, Boudreaux. I can take a pound in a little bit easier than you can, and I need to know that you're going to be okay. You know that Fenrir would be dead. And... Calf. You mean calf, not... Calf? I had a hair in my mouth. <laughs> Not me, but Boudreaux. 
look, I'm just saying that I might not be the fighting sort of type, but like I do fight too. But like I can help. And if I'm being kind of honest, you kind of hurt my feelings. I can help you. I, I, I help this team. Roscoe, I help this team. Honey, I know. Reach. I know that you can be helpful. But like I said, I can take a pound and a little bit easier than you can. And yeah, you you can be there and you can help heal once everything's all sorted out. But I need to know that Look, you're going to be okay in the meantime. No! I am not leaving because I cannot leave my family again. Ever. Ever. No matter what you say, I would rather die than go back and leave you. Die? Or anybody. I need, yeah, yeah. You want to talk about dying? Sugar, in there, I almost died. I cannot protect you. If I am dead, I need you to be there so you can help me or bring me back. And you cannot do that if you are hurt and off to the side. And I cannot make sure that everybody else is okay if you are hurt. Because you know what I'm going to do? My first thought is going to be, I got to get him out of there. And then what's going to happen? I'm going to get a knife in the back and nobody's going to be here to help anybody. Boudreaux. I don't know if you know this or not. I, I know that what people have told you before, but I love you and I cannot, I cannot see you do that. I cannot lose another person like that. I, I promise it's not a permanent thing, okay? But I need you to be safe from whatever is out there. Look, <clears throat> I think you're a really great person. <laughs> I, um... I don't care. No, I, I can't leave you. I can't leave you because my, I, I just can't. I can't help you if I'm not here. And I would die for you. And then the, all of the other people here too. I love you too. <laughs> We have a serious conversation. <laughs> <laughs> Look, Boudreau, I know that you don't feel the same way that I do, and that's okay. But I just want you to know that I can't... I can't lose anybody else. You said you can't lose your family. Well, you're my family, too, whether you like it or not. And that's why I had to stay here. We... We are saying the same things. Look, I could ask you to leave, but I know that you want to stay here and protect everybody else too. And I think you should give me that same right. You tell me to go. I will go, but only if you do. But I can't leave these guys I here know. either. I know. You have to promise me that you're going to be safe. I'll stick with you. For this one, I need you to stick as far away from me as you can. Because I'm going to throw myself into the front of that to make sure that you are safe. That anybody else is safe. So I need you to be as far away from me as possible. Okay. But I'm not leaving. Fine. Fine. I've said my piece. And I can't change your mind and that's okay. But if you die, Kundas or Grimish or whoever else is up there, I swear, I will hunt down anybody who does you harm. You're not going to bring back their necromancer to Razor and then kill her? Never got that threat. (laughs) I know how he feels about necromancers, though. (laughs) That's I'm just going to go quiet and then just stare off into space. And Boudreaux also sits against a different wall, I guess, and is just pondering. Okay. Roscoe Henley. <laughs> we do as we normally this. do, and we just like... You stare at the floor and kick it? And yeah. Like, oh, I was like, I'm really a little it. awkward. <laughs> Pretty sure we didn't even leave the room. No, <laughs> we just argumented in front of you guys. We're just like... Uh, <sighs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, um, yeah. Too bad Fanny's not here. <laughs> <laughs> He's like <laughs> writing notes. Oh, right. 
<laughs> this would be good to, some good drama. Too bad ballad. you aren't here. Yeah, ballad. Yep. Okay. I guess we'll move over to. Yeah, I'm just kind of. I think even listening after that, I mean, I'm not going to interfere, but <laughs> I would hope that they Lila would understand that you know, just, it's not like she's going to be the only one up there fighting. You know, she'll have someone by her side protecting everyone. Well, no, but well, I know, I understand that, but it's like I also understand the reason for the conversation and Loki in the back is yeah, it's about it's like it's about dang time. Hamley's <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, on the same page there. <laughs> but I'm I'm mostly just kind of pacing up by the door because I'm anxious about what's could maybe or. Not Checking down the hall, dying, things like that. <laughs> right, and uh, you guys were able to get Keth into the same area you're at, so he's not just sitting in the in the hall. He is looking better. We're healing yeah. him. Yeah, he's over half, halfway health. Now. We should give him more, guys. And as we stated last time, you guys are kind of taking your full uh, a short rest in here, and many of you have used your hit die. Yeah. Which, for those who don't know, what hit dies are. During a short rest, you can roll a die to gain some health back. And you can roll as many hit dice as your levels are. So some of them were able to roll up to four dice to heal themselves. I was about to roll and then remembered she's full health. (laughs) And they did not get touched. (laughs) For once. What about spell slots in a short rest? Yeah. I believe it's only warlocks. And Warlocks. if wizards have a specific feat, I believe yeah, so that they can. Nobody else. But since you're carrying something and stuff, Fenrir, you don't get a short rest. Right. I know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but no, yeah, no spell no. slots. Is that it for the group? I guess so. Yeah, just the drama. I'm a lot of drama, guys. Okay. I love it. Okay, you like it when it's not directed at you. Oh, I do. I enjoy <laughs> it when it's not directed at me. <laughs> I'm very much a people person. It's like, ooh, look at that. <laughs> But when it's at me, it's like, don't look at me, don't look at me, don't look at me. <laughs> I'm going to hide behind my chair. Thanks for being my uh, dramatic partner in crime, Elsie. Oh, it's okay. It's good. Boudreaux, ah. Sometimes it sucks being in character. <laughs> I want to tell you everything. Okay, Fenrir. You and Oscar are traveling down. He tells you that it's probably going to be, give or take, a 10-minute, 15-minute walk down there. Okay. Is there anything you want to ask him or talk about? Fender's going to turn to Oscar and ask him, Oscar, why do you do this? Like, is this really worth it to you? Like, this whole bandit thing? The whole bandit thing, being in these battles, almost, you know, getting caught in multiple areas and having to, like, you know, tell people everything you just happened and more or less tell secrets of everybody like is it worth it is the money that good well the 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 money is nice you know i guess i never really thought about it it's just the hand i was dealt and i'm playing all my cards fair enough yeah i wish i was in a different place but I don't know. It's kind of... I mean, I'm not really good at this stuff either than any other thing. But as long as people keep hiring me, I can I can stick around. And it's kept me alive to share secrets. That is one thing that I'm good at is overhearing things. You know, because I'm, I'm I've been ignored, you know, my whole life. I can be in the middle of the room and still be alone. Because nobody really cares about, you know, old Oscar. Except when they're hungry and they want some food, so they send me to go get some food. Right. (laughs) No, we don't. (laughs) So I guess one of my abilities is, you know, kind of being invisible, I guess you could say. So a lot of people say things around around me that they don't realize that that I'm still there. Uh That is a, that's a good trait. Yeah, it's kept me alive this long. Right. You know, the little secrets that I have. So do you have anything that can help us with, I forget her name, Nah, Nah. Natalyn? Yeah, Natalyn? Yeah. 
Well, Natlin, as as I mentioned before, she's she's got a hot temper, and <laughs> you're familiar not, with that. <laughs> and she's not too fond of being oh being in the position she's at. Because like mm. under under Marlo, I guess she was kind of his top bodyguard type idea, right? Getting things done, and then this clock Des shows up and kind of takes her spot. So she's not too fond of that, but she has some kind of loyalty to Marlo. Not exactly sure why. Gotcha. But so I think I think your plan's a good plan. See if she'll turn, but at the same time really depends on what mood she is because you know the hungrier people are the more ground she they are right right and we're already kind of behind schedule you can say yeah plus depends on if they make any more farther progress into getting to everybody else those those miners and stuff right as long as they didn't run into one of those traps i guess i guess you'll be okay Gotcha. Well, Oscar, I appreciate your help. You know, I know this may not be your first choice, but you've been a... We've we've had our good times. And he, like, points to, like, his viol, like, kind of reminiscing, and he starts, like, humming the viol man. <laughs> and he, he chuckles at that. He's like, yeah. Um, but but I would I would possibly suggest letting me do all the talking. Okay. Since they're used to me, they... You're kind of a newcomer, so they may not trust you right off the bat. Okay. But but I'll introduce you. Oh, uh, do you, do you have like a, a special name you want to use, or do you want to use your your name? Do it, do it, do it. Do yeah, big one. <laughs> Let's use it's the fenster. <laughs> your bard name's the Viol Man. <laughs> That's true. Let's use the Viol Man. Okay. <laughs> Oh my. And it's That's... Philly Joel. <laughs> I think it's, is it Fanny Joel? <laughs> I like that. Yeah, I'm Philly Joel. <laughs> Philly Joel. Okay. Oh, boy. Philly Joel. Okay. <laughs> we'll go with that. Okay, so you guys spend another 10 minutes kind of just chit-chatting back and forth <clears throat> and you guys so this tunnel you're kind of weaving in and out there's a lot of offshoots of tunnels as you look down but you seem to be going straight down this kind of main one it's a larger tunnel than most other tunnels that are shooting off um it's well lit there's about torches every 20 feet down this down this hall on one side so kind of on your left side there's torches all the way down so it's not too hard to see um, in the distance, you do see um, two figures, kind of one standing on the left wall, one standing on the right wall, see you guys coming. One of them yells out, oh, Oscar, it's about time you showed up. We're starving down here. And you guys continue on forward if you wanted to say anything. He, Oscar said to let him do all the talking, okay. so Fenrir right now is just... Kind of pretend like he's just carrying food. Like he's just helping him out. Like okay. when he says to break out into song, he will. Yeah, yeah. I'd, we're coming. We just got a, a little a little held up there, you know. Yeah, just just a little commotion down there, you know. What kind of commotion? And you see, like <laughs> Oscar's face, like go a little white. Like, uh, oh, you you know, um, a Ben Benny. Like he he likes to, you know. Her, harass me a lot so it's actually he uh, he actually uh, uh, kept Vern down there you know had had him doing some stuff but but uh we 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 got a new friend that that uh, uh cloth des sent uh this is and you guys are continually walking closer you guys are within 10 feet of him now it's like this is uh hey i'm philly joel and uh, they kind of like look at you because you're wearing your bard outfit right that's like super tight because you have your armor on as well. <laughs> right. <clears throat> I was sent down here to kind of bring up morale and, you know, play different songs and, you know, see if see if we can't give you 
give you a little uh, inspiration. Thank you. <laughs> and they kind of look at each other, and they look back at you and grin. They're like, oh, came down here for our entertainment, have you? This is the other guy talking. Yeah. Yep. Well, come on down. Let's introduce you to the group. Yeah, maybe we should eat some food first. Oh, we'll get to that. <laughs> and so you, they take you down. They kind of point uh, down, and Oscar's like, oh, yep, thank you, thank you. Uh, and they start walking behind you guys. As you guys get down closer, you can hear some uh, banging and clanking of what sounds like still on still. As you guys get down closer, you can see that there's probably about a group, about five, kind of sitting at this intersection. And as you guys get closer to them, they all stand up, kind of jarring at Oscar for being so late and whatnot. But there's one in particular, the sixth one, not standing in this group, she's kind of more down, kind of in the middle between where people seem to be working on a door and this group here. This woman is wearing splint mail. So this is the armor, or splint armor, which is the armor has like kind of metal, metal plates sewn on a cloth or leather. A little sturdier stuff than your average leather armor. She is tall. She's about 6'3". And she is built pretty big too. She has long black hair that's kind of put done up in a small, loose ponytail. And she's just, she glares down the wall, and then when she hears you guys coming, she kind of looks back towards you guys, and she starts walking towards you guys. Oscar, like, starts setting down the stuff and, like, motions to you to start setting stuff down, too. Okay. I'll set the stuff down by Oscar, and then I'm going to wave to her. And she kind of walks up, and she's just studying you and looks at Oscar, and she's like, Who's this? And I'll kind of reply, be like, my name's Philly. I am a bard that was sent here to provide some inspiration and some morale to your crew. Marlo felt, he kind of filled me in about kind of what happened. And I know that's, that's not why I'm here to talk about that. But he, he sent me to kind of bring up morale. As she gets closer, you can tell she's actually very pretty. And she's a human as well. And she's just giving you just a disgusted look, like, did you say Costa sent you? I said Marlo. Okay. Tricky, tricky. Marlo sent you, huh? <sighs> well, what kind of things are you going to entertain us with? Well, I got my viol here, and I'm not too shabby with my drums, but I left those up at the, up near the entrance with... Was it Benny and... I forget the name of the other guy. You see, when you mention the name Benny, she just rolls her eyes and gives a disgusted sigh. Well, not many of us are fond of um, music here. Hmm. But if you are here to entertain us, and I see that you brought some food, maybe you can give us a little dinner and a show. I think I can manage that. Yeah, it looks like your clothes are a little tight there. Yeah, you know, I heard I'm not I'm not one for battle or anything like that, but I've heard you guys are up here protecting stuff, so I just got some leather armor underneath. Yeah. Better to be safe than sorry. Well, you know, I can tell that you're not used to any battle because you don't hide your armor very well. <laughs> He just smiles. Well, boys, what do you think? What should we have this bard here entertain us with? Should we possibly do a little dance for us? And they all start laughing and they're like, yeah, dance for us, bard. Do a little dance. <laughs> Make a little wrong. love. Get down tonight. Get, get, <laughs> get, get down tonight. And you suddenly <laughs> seeing a six-shooter like... And suddenly you see a hand axe just fly at your feet. Make a dexterity saving throw. I knew it! 
22. Okay. Boom. You're able to pick up your foot high enough, and they all laugh, and they all just start chucking things. They're picking up rocks. They're picking up different things, having you jump around trying to dodge these these things. Occasionally, you get hit. I'm just going to use that 22 as kind of your overall jumping things. Um, you're more than welcome to try and stop them anytime. He's going to play along for a minute or two. Okay. Just to see how long it kind of, like, he'll let them keep throwing. Because eventually they're going to run out of stuff, right? It, it's very possible, like, yeah. They'll, they'll run out of stuff eventually. But, like, I'm going to wait. you are in a mine with a lot of loose rocks. That's around. true. <laughs> I'm going to wait, like, a minute or two. Because, like, they still haven't eaten yet. Like, the food's there. Like, this is just, we just started here. So I'm going to wait, like, a minute or two and be like, do you guys want to eat instead of watching me dance? And you hear them say, no, and they start throwing, and half of them keep throwing, and the other half, like, go get some food, and then they go back and sit down and start throwing rocks while the other half gets up, grabs <laughs> food. And you just see Oscar, he's, like, out of the way. He's against the wall, just kind of, like, hiding himself a little bit because he doesn't want to be a part of this, nor does he want things thrown at him so he would have to dance. Okay, so he's going to start trying to pick up the rocks and be like, whoa, 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 I got, I got more than just dance moves on here. And he's going to try to, like, start – I may have to roll for this, but trying to, like, catch the rocks, and he wants to start juggling. Oh, okay. Uh, do me a performance check but and use your dexterity for that, your dexterity modifier for your performance. So unnatural 20. Okay. Woo. You catch some of them, and you start juggling, and they seem thoroughly impressed. They stop, they stop throwing stuff. Some of them start chuck a few things at you. So you can catch them and start juggling. Ah, okay. So, I will attempt to start catching okay, <laughs> those gonna, things. They're going to try and get your limit. But so, like, yeah, <laughs> there's, yeah, I'm definitely going to have a limit. Okay. So right now you're juggling three, let's say. You're okay. juggling three things. People are going to start throwing them at you. Okay. I'm going to have you do... Dexterity saving throws. Okay. With your performance, if you're proficient in performance. I am. Okay, so I'll let you use your prof uh, the proficiency bonus with that. Okay. But I'm going to use let you do your dexterity saving throws, adding your proficiency to it for juggling. I want to see how many that you catch and that you keep juggling. Okay. So you're only going to add your proficiency bonus, which is two. Which is two. Yeah. To my decks. You're... Dexterity saving throw. Got it. Okay, so make... You got one coming at you. Roll it. Dex save. 18. Okay, you catch it and you keep going. So you're up to four. Do it again. 11. Ooh, this one's a little bit of struggle. You're okay, but you can tell that if you make one false move, you're done. Okay, this one's going to start being more difficult. 13. Ooh, just just barely. <laughs> okay, you're up to six, I think it is. Here comes your seventh one. 18. Okay, <laughs> you're able to get under control. Now you're at seven. They're, pretty, they're getting pretty impressed. And so now somebody's going to throw two at you. That uh, juggling class in Bard College is paying off. <laughs> that right. off random. And as they do that, it was an elective. So I see two coming to me. Yeah, you and see I'm gonna two. I'm going to toss one, toss two. So now I'm down to five. Okay. Okay. And, as they're, and then they're going to come back, right? So I'm going to stop juggling two as two more come my way. Okay. That's fine. I would, since you did that, I'll, I was going to give you advantage because there's two coming at you. But since you kind of freed up your hands a little Disadvantage. bit, I'll, yeah, I'll just let it be normal. Twenty-three. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> you're back up to seven. Benny's got some talent. <laughs> They're pretty impressed. They're pretty impressed, and so. Do they notice that the other two were discarded? Hmm. Let me roll some perceptions. Well, does it matter? Sure. No, nobody noticed. <laughs> <laughs> it is a little. Dark. I imagine that you're kind of. And in they're the, just uh, into the show. <laughs> yeah, they're they're more focused on the show, so they don't really notice that you toss two. He's gonna catch it. That's what they're focused on. Yeah, they're they're trying to mess you up. 
but they're they're pretty impressed and so they're gonna be um Natlin is be like alright fellas alright he's okay okay and then one by one like he'll start he'll keep going for you know 15 20 seconds and then uh-huh. slowly start to drop them away okay and then like as, as soon as he like, drops them all away he's gonna like do like the somersault and like Ta-da! Ta-da! Okay. okay. I'll, I'll allow it. You did some really good rolls there, so I like it. Dang. Okay. You get, you see a few of them, like, like hand clap, and they slap you on the back. They're like, that was a good performance. Seems like you've kind of earned some of their trust there. That's good. Yeah, and you see. He's, like, he's like heavily considering now. Maybe I will stay with this group. They actually trust me. They like me. They really like me. They appreciate me. Welcome to Totes of the Chaos Bard Mid-Show Break. I'm your host, Rupert Bumpkin, from the Rocky Talkie Gnome Radio Network. First item of business is the five-star reviews. Remember that Solemn will give you a shout-out and read your review on Solemn's column. Then he will review your review. It's great fun! Second is the Ko-Fi. This is our Patreon merchandise store. You can purchase keychains, coloring pages, and MP3s of our song. You can also commission to feed the cast or write a letter to Dear Boudreaux. If you are interested in becoming a patron, there are three tiers, each with varying rewards, including a full post-show, DM Days deep dives, and coloring activity book with exclusive art. Go to ko-fi.com slash tomes of the chaos bard. That is ko-fi, ko-fi.com forward slash tomes of the chaos bard. And help us grow. And last but not least, the biggest way you can help us is share us with your friends and family. That is all, folks. Back to the show. Okay, and you see Natlin, and she kind of nods towards the food. And she's like, go help yourself. So Marlo sent you down here, did he? He did. Did he, by chance, send you with a message of any kind? Uh-oh. He, none that he gave me. Hmm. Is there anything particular you want to ask her at this time? Um, hey, you want to join our side? <laughs> I'd like to see if I could... Is it okay if I chat with you over just you and I? And she gives you kind of a, a sideways glance and she nods. So you guys walk over to an area where people can't hear. The other guys, they're just... You know, harassing each other, being bros, pretty much. <laughs> picking on Oscar. <laughs> Start picking on Oscar. Um, the guys that were down at the steel door, they've stopped to come up. Because it is getting, it is late at night. Well, And who would miss that performance? Oh, yeah. <laughs> they hear some cheering, they're like, what's going on? What is going on? Yep. People are throwing stuff. Let's join in. Yay. I love chucking things. <laughs> chucking things are the best. Woo. <laughs> okay. The dude bros. <laughs> You're up, then. <laughs> I, I don't know how. I don't know any, but anything else, but just, I can't make stuff. I just, I just gotta go Be with honest. the truth. Be honest. That's so what like, Benrir would do. I want to give you some ideas. But, but that's like what I would do. So, like, yeah. I'll just Fenrir's been pretty honest with all his dealings pretty much through this whole time. Hmm. So it's Natlin, right? Yes. So truth is, and he's going to kind of, like, not, like, hold up his hands here, but, like, hold out his hands to, like, hey, I'm not, a, like, I don't, I'm not, hands aren't any weapons or anything like that. Like, I'm not trying to be a threat. Okay. And he's going to say, the truth is, and you may know this, Marlo did not send me. You see her face change to a face of distrust, where there was a little bit of trust there. Now she's just eyeing you a little bit. The truth is we are, me and my crew are on a bounty for Clothes. You see her interest poke up. (laughs) No. Kind of raises her eyebrow. Oscar has, he's got an ear. Maybe you've noticed that. He He hears a lot. Does he? And Don't ruin it for him. From what he's told me, there's been a little rift between you and him. 
Not Oscar, but Clothes and yourself. That could be understated. Mm-hmm. So, my crew is up at the front. We know that Clothes is powerful. We know that there is a shifty eyes, crazy eyes gentlemen and we would like your help with the bounty now a few questions for you yep who sent you after this bounty for cloth deaths a gentleman named Ivan Ivan's around here no kind of no. Ivan had some personal business to attend to. Yeah. <laughs> he Ivan, left. Yeah. Ivan had some personal business to attend to, but we are traveling with some of his crew. Which ones? Uh, Herla and one of the orcs. Mm. I like that, Herla. Which orc is it? Uh, it's probably Kath. Yeah. Yep. That's his name. Yeah, because Bolg is not a friendly one. Probably wouldn't have left Ivan or be controlled without Ivan or his brother. Mm. They're brothers. So what is the purpose? Why would Ivan want him? And why isn't he here for himself? As you said, he is pretty powerful, pretty strong. Right. And he sends a bard? Well, Ivan went to... I'm not sure if you know who Posh is. No idea. Ivan and his... I'm just going to say what Fenrir knows. If I'm wrong, <laughs> I'm wrong. Yep. Ivan and his girlfriend, Raven, were raised... Like, Raven... Like, Ivan's girlfriend, Raven, was raised by this Posh. And she has been missing for some time. In our travels, we got word that that they knew of some of Posh's whereabouts, and so they sent my party with Herla and Keth, went for this bounty, and the rest of the party went after Posh. When you said the word Raven, you can you see her just give out like kind of a disgusted huff, like. But she lets you continue as you were talking. Hmm. How much is the bounty for Mr. Cloth? Enough. Uh, honestly, I, I don't remember. I want to say it's like a couple hundred gold, if I remember correctly. Hmm. From what I remember, Clothes is a fallen paladin, but still retains some paladin-like powers. And he was cast out of his from his synagogue. <laughs> his order. Order. He was cast out from his. Keep his synagogue. He was cast out from his order, and yeah. So, what is it that you want me to do? What what interests? does this hold for me? I mean, ideally, you would come and help us, but you could also look the other way as we as we move on. Now, that puts me in a little bit of a predicament. You see, I've been put in charge here to get this door down. Okay. And to take what I can take these miners take some of those guards in there and take care of them okay those are my orders and I follow my orders what are your orders after that hold tight until they receive a deed okay so could you hold tight here I can 
So if you just keep following your orders, we'll make sure the food gets down here. And since you follow your orders, I can respect that. What does Benny think about this? Um, I don't know. Did you not talk to him when you came in? Um, we chatted for a minute. <laughs> I'm guessing check. he. Did. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm guessing that he didn't. You guys didn't talk much, or you didn't tell him this information. No. You we the we only you... chatted for a brief minute before <laughs> chaos ensued. Five seconds. <laughs> and she kind of like surprised, kind of like a surprised look of like chaos. What kind of chaos? What are your feelings on Benny? <laughs> <laughs> if you're hinting about what I'm thinking you're hinting at, I'd prefer him dead. Consider it done. <laughs> <laughs> that should be the name. <laughs> Consider it done. I love it. <laughs> she kind of gives you like a surprise smirk, and she's like, you took care of all of them down there. There's still one or two left, and he looks over at Oscar. Who's the other one? Uh, an archer? Mm. Who is no longer an archer. Henley took care of his bow. <laughs> well, he's not an archer, just bowless. <laughs> Must have been Gorbin. Take your word for it. Yeah. He's a downright jerk, if you ask me. I would agree. Yeah, he almost... He almost took out Keth. Doesn't no. surprise me. Actually, he did take out Keth. <laughs> Doesn't surprise me. He's got a few tricks up his sleeve with that bow of his. Mm. <laughs> sorry. <clears throat> I stop. <laughs> I'm sorry. But yes, I can complete my orders here that I've been given by Marlo. And you guys can carry on, but you're in the wrong place. Hmm. They're down farther farther south. Yeah, we have we have a way of getting to where we need to be. Other than the front door. I think so. I'm just along for to write well, I'm pretty good with maps. I like maps. And I'm also just along to write down the story and as you can see, to inspire morale is my main job here. So, you were saying earlier about Oscar being, having open ears. What else has he told you? I primarily asked information about yourself because I knew you were the leader down here. And he pretty much, he just said that he told me the predicament that you were in and that you weren't too happy about it. And that's where I learned the information from about the, can't remember the chaos eyes or crazy eyes or something like that. And about cloth this. That's the information he gave us. Hmm. Oscar and you see Oscar like stiffen up then the crew just quiet down she looks over at him and gives him a little head nod towards her and Oscar you, you, super nervous right He's, he looks really scared and starts coming over and like stands He's like 10 feet away from her and stops. And she's, come closer. And, you know, he slowly comes closer, comes closer. She keeps waving him on, waving him on. 
And you see her put her hand on his shoulder. And she goes, I hear you have some ears that have listening problems. He's going to finish going to speak up. This, this could be a tremendous asset. And she just gives you a look and raises an eyebrow. And she goes, I agree. I'll just nod. What else have you heard about this cloth des? And you see Oscar just like, ah, well, um, well, I, I heard some of the guys up there that uh, he's, you know, he, he came down with uh, two, two scarecrows, you know, and uh, that's that's what he has card in the front door. Um, I I heard that he's uh, that the that uh, that he travels with this uh, crazy, crazy eyes person, and he's uh, they're 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 together there right now, and they're they're guarding uh, Bellerin and and this uh, cleric, and and um, has uh, Men Mendrick there too, and I know that he's waiting for for the deed but 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 I did hear I did overhear that um which which and you see him like starting to get excited which which you would really like you would really like to hear this because this really entails with get on with it <clears throat> yes uh that he plans on uh, betraying Marlo and you just see him like be quiet and she go on uh, yeah, like um, he has, like, uh, r- rumor has it that I, that I overheard. Rumor has it <laughs> <laughs> that I that Pray I overheard that he uh, he's gonna take the deed from Marlo. <clears throat> that that Cloth Des doesn't actually isn't actually here to work for Marlo. That he actually came down here for a different reason because he was sent by. By this, uh, uh, oh, what is it? What is it called? Uh, by this, like, like iron will. That he was sent here down. Iron Hills Guild. No, iron w- will. That he's he's sent him here to, to gain to get the thing from from uh, Mendrick, so so they could um, own Walrin Enterprises. I, I don't know why, but Cloth Des is down here to, you know, he was down here to take care of Marlo, or not Marlo, Mendrick. He was taking care of Mendrick, not Marlo. But I guess if he's going to betray him, he's going to take care of Marlo too. Oscar. Ah, yeah, yes, <clears throat> yes. Um, but he, uh, yeah, that's, that's, that's going to happen. Figured, figured you'd like that news, you know. That would be very beneficial to your ears. And you see uh, Natlin just mowing certain things in her head about this. And she's like, what else do you know about Cloth Des? Is there anything else particular? Any weaknesses? Anything that his friends have said? Roughly what his armor class might be. <laughs> uh-uh. Heat metal. <laughs> well, I do, I do understand that the, um, they, they, they had a job up in the, those woods next to the halflings up, up north. I think they're called Half Pine Woods. I think, I think they're called. And they... They, they, that a lot of the guys think that he is not the same since they did, did there. I guess they've ran into some monsters and people got separated. And by the time they found, found uh, Cloth Des, that he was suddenly with this uh, scary eyed guy. And they've kind of been together ever since. And, um, yeah, so some of them are kind of suspicious that the scary guy, scary eye guy, might have something over him, or or something. 
but Kothis has also been very forgetful about things that normally he would be smart about, I guess. I don't know. This this is rumors that I heard, so they could be true, they could not be true, but that's some of the some of the things that especially Benny. Benny's very suspicious about about that about that crazy-eyed guy. He actually didn't want he actually wanted to be with Clothes just in case something happened, but Clothes told him to shut up and do his job. And he got Oscar kind of like nods. Like, nods. That's it. You can tell Oscar's kind of confidence is kind of growing a little bit because he can see that he's winning over Natlin here. And he kind of just stops and you can kind of think, start seeing him thinking as like, oh, what else? I, I'm losing her. You know, he starts panicking a little bit. Is there anything you want to jump in with or? I mean, at this stage, he's just going to nod. Like when he first said like about Clothes and him betraying Marlo, you can just see a look of surprise on his face. But like he wants to kind of turn his attention to Oscar and just kind of be like nodding his head, like almost encouraging him. Like you found your Bardic inspiration. What, you found what you're good at. <laughs> gotcha. Like, use it to your advantage. Like, and he's like, oh, and, and and he did bring the scarecrows. I guess like coming out of those woods, that suddenly he had these two scarecrows. That were with him. That they're, from what I understand, they're very creepy. This was after the woods. Yes, this was this was after the woods. After they found this this one, this scary-eyed guy. Are, are these woods by Glendale? Uh, no, they're up near the Mapleshire, that halfling place. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, the the half half pine woods up there. Mm. That's that's really everything that I kind of know about Clotes. I mean, uh, 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 Fenrir and these people, and she kind of like looks at you when he, Oscar says Fenrir. Because did you tell him your real name? Mm-hmm. She kind of glances at you and gives you a questioning eyebrow. And like once Oscar sees that, he's like, Philly is my stage name. Fenrir is my real name. I came here to perform. That's why I introduced myself as Philly. She kind of, she seems satisfied with that. (laughs) (laughs) It's not untrue. (laughs) (laughs) It's not untrue. And she kind of just goes back to Oscar. And uh, yes, uh, Fenrir and and his group. They have they have that uh, that archer guy that you that that you said was a jerk. They have him. Um, he does work with Clostez, so you could possibly, you know, you could go into investigate, interrogate mm. him, and, and you could possibly get more information about this Clostez. And you see Natlin kind of. I'll help her. <laughs> I'm going to turn to Natlin at this point, and it's like, I know you have your orders. It seems like you know Herla and Keth. Like, our group would like to save the miners. And Herla seems to be pretty good with tinkering with things. So you could leave us here to take care of the wall, which is your orders. And you could go save Marlo. And he just like shrugs and questions it. He just like looks at her and like, like your thoughts. You can see her contemplating because you can see her mowing over. I have my orders, but yet the one who gave me the orders is in trouble. You know, you can see that right. mowing over. Give me a persuasion check with advantage. And all you have to do is beat a 10. I rolled a 12, so. <laughs> so. <laughs> the first one was a 9 and a, or a 6, and I couldn't, I, I hate 9s no. and 6s. <laughs> okay. And that was with advantage, too, huh? You rolled below real both times. Yeah, 9 and 12, yep. Dang. Okay. She slowly nods her head. She's like, this is what I can do for you. Since your friend Oscar here has supplied with crucial information, I think we can make that deal. We can leave the miners to you. You can do with, you can save them how you want. And to repay kind of your information here 
we could go and prevent cloth deaths from escaping. But I cannot quite interfere in the battle itself. But I could possibly, since you guys were saying something about the scarecrows, mm -hmm. that possibly I could go distract those. Do be careful with those. And he turns to her and it's something that I am investigating with a wizard in Avalon. And we have come up with that they believe that it is a hag coven who is making these scarecrows. And there's very powerful magic involved. Hmm. We will be careful. I, I appreciate your... Is there any other information you can give it to us about how to defeat these things? I just know that the scarecrows themselves are very tough to destroy. There is also an item attached to them that when the person wielding that item or I dare say the place that is wielding that item the scarecrow will protect that as well. She kind of looks at Oscar and she's like, and I'm guessing that Cloth Dez has that wreath. Oscar kind of gives her like a, a shrug. Like that, that would be my guess. I mean, if you brought him, then yeah, you probably have it. And she just slowly nods. And you guys are going after Cloth Dez? We're going after Cloth Dez and the cleric and Mendrick. While you're in there, you make sure Marlo doesn't die. If I'm going to go take on these scarecrows for you, you need to promise me that you protect Marlo. I will do the very best that I can. Because if he dies, you're going to have to fight your way out. If you get my meaning. I understand. Do you know why Marlo wants the Enterprises from Mendrick? His dad owned a place. Right. But my understanding is that his dad lost it fair and square. Like, not in the best of way. Not like he sold it to him or anything. But that the Enterprise was not doing so well under his father. And Mendrick has kind of turned that around. Marlo's dad, Waylon, mm -hmm. was a drunk. Mm. Ran the business into the ground after his mother died. Mm. Marlo was hoping to get it from his dad, but his dad also had gambling issues. And he claims... But, and he was a pretty good gambler. And he claims that... Mendrick cheated. Mm. They were playing some kind of dice game and Marlo claims that they were cheating dice. So he cheated him out of a flailing enterprise? It was failing, yes. But it wasn't gone yet. It's fair. And Marlo is a very intelligent man. He was keeping a lot of the good connections that they did have, keeping those good. And he was working legally to take it away from his father because, you know, trying to get it, that he wasn't mentally c capable of running a business and taking it from his dad that way. Mm. But before, according to Marlowe, suspiciously, Coincidentally, before he was able to put in those actions, Mendrick took the company. Does Marlo mean to kill Mendrick if he doesn't get it? He does. And if he gets it, will he let Mendrick go? 
that I'm not sure of, my guess would be no. He did come up here with full intent to kill him after he got it. Is there any way to persuade Marlowe to spare Mendrick? Marlowe is not a very strong man. He grew up rich. Do you have a negative two strength modifier? <laughs> so what you're saying is I could intimidate him. No. He All he knows is with the amount of money, he can get what he wants. But if he's pressured by some physical force, it seems to be kind of one of his weaknesses. So to spare Mendrick would be the reason we would do that. All I care about is his life. Is his life. He needs to live. Okay. I will do my very best to make that happen. With this newfound information about Cloth Dez, how can we prevent Cloth Dez from hurting Marlowe? Guess that's up to you. <laughs> that's kind of your problem. Fair enough. But I'll tell you that my group here, we're very experienced. I did not hear that. I heard my root beer <laughs> is very experienced. And I was like, okay. <laughs> my group here. I think I'm just hungry. I like root beer better. I like the, the root beer better. <laughs> we're very experienced. I think we can handle, how many was there, Scarecrows? At, at two, I believe. Two scarecrows? I think we'll be able to handle them. And Fenrir? Mm -hmm. You said there was some magic to them? There is. We have some magic of our own. Okay. I wish you luck. Do you want to know what kind of magic it is? (laughs) (laughs) No. (laughs) Not at this stage. He's mulling way too much stuff in his head. Right now, there's just, yeah, there's a lot going on that he has to. Go so, if your one job was to get her to come back so we could all get this information. <laughs> okay. True. <laughs> Is there anything else you want to say to her? Um, now, we talked about what your job is here. Do you want us to try and finish? your orders here and then go or can we safely say that we can go and then come back to finish your orders well it is night time we'll take a rest here and I'll take my group in the morning and you can do what you want with them inside is the door open not yet is there a but secret close. knock it there? is getting close but as I said it is getting late my men are tired They have their full bellies. They've been entertained. They're ready for night time. Okay. Night by. (laughs) They're ready for nap time. What would you melatonin gummies? (laughs) (laughs) I've got some peach meat, but I wasn't invited to this meeting. (laughs) You still have some? (laughs) Oh. What would you like us to do with the archer? I think I'll take him with me. Okay. It sounds like this Oscar here says that he has some information that could help us with the this cloth des. Okay. Would you like to come up and bring him back? Well, if we're heading down to save Marlowe and take care of your scarecrows, I don't think we'll have time to bring him back. Well, I'm talking about we could go up and then you and I could go up there and you could bring him back tonight. Or we could bring him back tonight. You could stay here. We could return in 15 minutes, 20 minutes. She nods her head. She's like, let's go. Okay. And we'll continue that conversation next time on Tomes of the Chaos Bard. Thanks, you guys, for listening. Good job, Fenrir, on your juggling, man. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, that was so cool. Do you have an inspiration die? I have one. 
Alright, I was going to give you another one, but you can only have one. Give, give him one. a chaos point. He's full on chaos points. Yeah. Oh. He hasn't used them yet. So, little encouragement to use those inspiration points when you have them, or chaos points. Thank you guys for listening. I hope you enjoyed the conversations that we have. The dramatic bit beginning with a pretty good resolve at the end. I saw that conversation going way different. <laughs> Me too. I really did. You definitely persuaded her elsewise with your little entertainment act. Um, big shout out to DA Nichols for our music and songs here on the podcast. Check out our TTRPG at drivethroughrpg.com. Shields of Power is her TTRPG. Also, big shout out to Realmwalker, freesound.org, Tabletop Audio, and Monument Studios for any extra sound effects and music that we have on this podcast. With that, I am DM Dave, and to the right I have... Fenrir. Roscoe. Lila Grotha. And Henley. And until next time, we unroll the scroll to tell the tale. Bye. He'd come back, kill Lila, and then suicide himself out. (laughs) That's really deep for a family friend. It's got dark. Uh, (laughs) I thought it got a little dark when I was like, I will go find that necromancer and have him raise you just so I could kill you guys. I think the correct term is unalive yourself. (laughs) (laughs) Unalive yourself? Yeah. All right, and then... We do not condone these actions. Okay, rewind. Back to my original plan. (laughs) Okay.